Hello everyone, it's Dr. Dave. Hopefully you're all doing well. You enjoyed your week. You're ready for a good Friday. I'm coming at you from the Toronto Neck and Back Pain Clinic with your daily health update. Friday, September 21st, 2018. I'm going to share some concepts about dementia with you and how it's tied to hip fracture, air pollutions affecting your kidney health, and exercise can help with kidney disease. Those two are linked together. I'm going to eat some more produce to cut your health care costs. I'm going to talk about how postures are tied to your, your low back pain and uh, an interesting study that most Europeans are not healthy. I'm not going to treat, diagnose, prevent, or cure any illness or disease with our time together today. However, with some of this information, you just never know what idea we might spark in your mind for you to make a choice to improve some aspect of your health and wellness and start working towards some dreams, goals, desires, and ambitions when it comes to you and your body and what you're able to do. And uh, let's see if we can head you into the weekend on a positive and healthy note. All right? Well, maybe not so positive. Some of this health stuff isn't positive, but we'll spin it into a positive by being proactive and uh, work on some prevention based on some of these studies. This one is a good example. So dementia increases mortality risk in a year following a hip fracture. Compared to individuals without a neurological illness, patients with dementia who sustain a first-time hip fracture that requires surgical intervention are 45% less likely to survive the next year. That from the Bone and Joint Journal, September 2018. Sometimes even I read these um, short clips from these research studies, which are pages long, and uh, I wonder, well, that's an interesting correlation, but what do I do with that? And I guess the bottom line here is, look, take care of your bones, take care of your nervous system and your brain. Stay away from toxins, put in a lot of good stuff, exercise, get enough sleep, watch your lifestyle, and it also speaks to the nature of having concomitant or concurrent problems. So that complicates things, and um, when you are diagnosed, you want to take really good care of whatever that diagnosis may be, try and improve your health and wellness based on that condition, and if there is no cure, at least work to being as healthy as you can be so that if you happen to succumb to another illness or disease, it doesn't complicate things and cause problems. So air pollution we know is not good for our lungs and um, maybe not our overall health, but it, it directly, based on the study, threatens your kidney health. Inhaling fine particulate matter on a regular basis can lead to serious health effects. In this study, investigators compared Medicare claims and air quality data and uncovered a positive association between chronic kidney disease and concentration of uh, particulate matter near one's residence. The study co-author says that if you look at areas that are heavily polluted versus areas that are less polluted, you will find more chronic kidney disease. Many people don't see the seriousness of air pollution because it isn't something visible, but that doesn't mean it isn't any, any less important for your health. That from the PLOS One Journal, July 2018. This is something people on the West Coast and other parts of Canada and the United States were probably concerned about uh, this past summer. Too many forest fires, amazingly large, and uh, intruding on many uh, different cities and people and areas where people were living. And um, unfortunately, it definitely could have uh, an effect on your health, specifically your kidney health. All right, so watch out for that air pollution. Now, you know eating more produce is good for you, but this study actually found that it cuts healthcare costs. Using data from the 2014 European Health Survey in Spain, researchers have determined that encouraging individuals to consume more servings of fruits and vegetables per year could lead to improvements in the health of the population at a savings of up to 250 US dollars per citizen per year in healthcare expenses. 
That from the Hospital Nutrition Spain Journal, August 2018. So an interesting correlation. Doesn't seem like a lot of money, um, but you know, there's probably a lot of variables involved with that figure being that low. I would say that if people ate more fruits and vegetables, the health savings uh, would be much more significant than that in terms of healthcare expenses uh, per person. So at least that's a good start, and it shows that there is a positive correlation. So if you needed any more motivation to eat that produce, well, there you go. It'll uh, be lighter on your pocketbook. Back to our kidney disease. Um, exercise can help improve symptoms of kidney disease. If you engage in a three-month aerobic and strength training exercise program to reduce fatigue and other symptoms associated with chronic kidney disease, patients with chronic kidney disease experience many unpleasant symptoms, including fatigue and pain, but we've now shown that exercise has positive benefits on patients' reported symptoms. These include sleep problems, weakness, muscle spasms, and restless legs. To maximize the health benefits, patients should undertake both aerobic and strength training exercises. That from the Clinical Kidney Journal, August 2018. If you have kidney disease and exercise is good for it, I could extrapolate from that to say that exercise is probably pretty good for your kidneys even if you don't have disease. Probably, again, just like your heart and lungs, it forces them to be more active, uh, getting rid of wastes and toxins and filtering um, things from your system because uh, there are a lot of metabolites as a byproduct of exercise that your body needs to get rid of. So it forces those kidneys to function more and better perhaps. So exercise, once again, top three things, function, food, and fitness. Make sure it's part of your everyday routine, all right? Now, interestingly, that uh, healthcare, uh, eating more produce cuts healthcare costs came out of uh, Spain. And now uh, this interesting note about Europeans is that most of them are not healthy. So they're not getting enough produce, apparently. That's why they had to do that other study. Eating a healthy diet, getting regular exercise, not smoking, not drinking excessive amounts of alcohol, and getting quality sleep are five factors associated with a healthy lifestyle. An analysis of data from the 2014 European Social Survey found that only a small percentage of European citizens, 9.2% of Finns on the high end and 1.3% of Hungarians on the low end, managed to accomplish all five healthy behaviors. That from the American Journal of Health Promotion, July 2018. So at maximum 10% and at the minimum almost 1% of certain populations eat a healthy diet, get regular exercise, don't smoke, don't drink excessively, and get quality sleep. Um, yeah, that's, that's kind of staggering. You'd think that there'd be a few more people out there accomplishing all five of those, but... Based on this study, even though we know what to do, uh, a lot of us are obviously making decisions and I would uh, be very curious to see what those numbers are like in North America because um, some of these European countries I, th I think have a better lifestyle in many ways. That's what some of the reports say. Uh, but now in terms of actually being healthy and engaging in these five tasks, um, low numbers there and probably no doubt some low numbers in America as well. So look, let's try and be better than them. And uh, get on top of those five things. Eat well, get exercise, don't smoke, don't drink excessively, uh, alcohol, of course, and getting enough sleep. Uh, I think we can accomplish that. All right, it's Friday. We're kind of casual here today. And uh, we come to the last part, my favorite part, uh, the chiropractic part. It says that posture is tied to low back pain. An analysis of the physical stature, daily activities, and back pain history of over 1,300 adults found that those with an increased thoracic or mid-back, upper back curvature, also known as a hyperkyphosis, that hump that people get at the top of their spine, had an increased risk for chronic low back pain. 
That from the Journal of Bodywork and Movement Therapy, July 2018. Of course, there is a correlation. There's a lot of physics. There's some engineering principles involved in how that whole spine works. And when you have alterations in one area, especially if they're very dramatic, can certainly affect the function and well-being in the other areas. And uh, gravity is relentless, so it's not uh, not that unbelievable that when that upper back starts to bend forward, it starts to create a source for increased risk of chronic low back pain. So get your posture checked, get your spine adjusted, unlocked, released, retrain it, improve your habits in order to support it and learn how to brush, brush and floss it just like you do your teeth. You can do some spinal hygiene as well and uh, you can negate some of the effects of uh, potentially having a poor spine in the future. All right, the weekend is here. Enjoy. Ferdinand Porsche has your quote for the day. It says, if one does not fail at times, then one has not challenged himself. It's not what you go through, it's actually how you go through whatever you go through that makes the difference. So this weekend, be the best you that you can be. Tackle all your fun stuff, tackle all your challenges, get some stuff done, and don't worry. You will fail at times, but that challenge is going to make you stronger, smarter, happier, healthier, and uh, on the road to wisdom, the journey to a long and uh, good quality life. And uh, stay plugged into the daily health updates. Uh, I'll catch up with you again on Monday. And uh, we'll keep throwing some good information your way. And um, that's it. I'm going to catch you then.